Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of the podcast. Uh, I've compiled, with the help of some folks on the Facebook fan group, the favorite moments from the first 75 episodes of the Flophouse. Uh, thanks to Jason Michael McIsaac for pulling a lot of these sound files for me. Actually, all of these sound files for me. Uh, we hope you enjoy this special best of, and... Why not use this to maybe introduce other people into the Flophouse fold? It would be a good way for new fans to sort of get an idea of what the show's all about. So thanks for listening. Sorry, your son has been burned. Now, why would he learn by telegram? (laughs) His son didn't die overseas. Imagine that everyone whose sons die, they get a telegram about it. Yep, somebody from the War Department shows up. (laughs) Well, he was an FBI agent. Sure. It's not even close. (laughs) Not even close. He used telegrams. Uh, But ultimately, there was just... Teddy grams? (laughs) <laughs> and so all the World War II wives whose, whose husbands Robert were dreaded those Teddy Grahams. <laughs> we're sorry about your son. Here's some, here's some Teddy Grahams. Maybe that'll cheer you those up. Those chocolate ones were so gross, dude. <laughs> They're little bear cookies. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll take its place in your heart. Maybe this will ease some of the sting. It's a little cracker that looks like a bear. Anyway, oh, come on, thanks, I got a lot of I got a lot of Teddy Grahams to give out today. <laughs> I'll see you later, I guess. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we might see her again. Oh, yeah, I'll see well, her around. It's a little. It's distasteful to hit on a woman just then, but he knows she's single. He's gonna come back yeah, with catch, more Teddy Grahams. Yeah, yeah. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it looks like a like a Teddy Graham delivery man, guy can give her. Man gives her a Teddy Graham. She's just gonna be so grateful. Well, that's what it was like in Europe after the war. The occupying soldier just had to give girls Teddy Grahams, and they could do whatever they wanted. You know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, it was a Teddy Graham based economy. <laughs> Let's but, make it clear that the the killer. Initially, looked like Charles looks like Manson. Charles Manson. Or, this is a or, high school teacher, or Jim Caviezel in like Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's high school. But teacher. But he looks like a crazy <laughs> bum like killer. Like everybody, yeah, like everybody's high school gym teacher or science teacher. He looks like he crawled out from under the boardwalk and then <laughs> got to class, taught you, and then went to a crack house <laughs> and then hung out with Brian Wilson and killed a bunch of people. <laughs> but the, he so but in the. He, go, he gets into a men's hospital. They shave off his crazy hair and beard, and he escapes looking, you know, like a shorn person. But the cops, the picture they're working off of is still his mugshot from three years ago with the hair and the beard. And every time they show it to people, they're like, no, haven't seen this guy. Yeah. Haven't seen that guy wearing the ski mask and the and the, the cowboy hat. Yeah, I was saying that I wanted, like, there's a point at which one of the teens, like, sees and is like, there's something about that guy that rings a bell. And I wanted a scene where she, she somehow Wait, gets, was like, Columbo? Yeah. <laughs> and what, I just one more thing. <laughs> uh, but, like, I wanted a scene where she somehow got a hold of a photo of the guy, and then she, like, drew, like, a beard on him <laughs> and a mustache. I'm like, holy shit! It's like, or, like, some, like, novelty, like, mustache and beard sticker like got put on that <laughs> yeah actually, the picture actually falls into a uh into a woolly willy magnet and metal <laughs> yeah. shavings toy or, and she arranges the beer around it or she's standing across a, a crowded room from the guy the guy turns toward her and somebody else hands like a phony beard and mustache to a friend across her line of vision <laughs> she's she's behind a plate for a glass moment, window for a moment Some joker's like look what happens when i draw it looks like that guy's a mustache and a beard <laughs> Wait a minute. He yeah. en- he enters a Manson lookalike contest and puts on a fake beard. <laughs> has there ever been a has there ever been a joke in a TV show where there's a where there's a police sketch artist using a woolly willy to put together sketches of criminals? I think so. Oh, that sounds yeah. like that's it. a funny it joke. Sounds like a Family Guy joke. Yeah, you're right. Now I hate it. <laughs> Burn. He's a house cat. She played Queen Amygdala. 
<laughs> she she had babies, Darth Vader's babies. Yeah, and then she died out of a lack of will to live. That was so. <laughs> it's like she lost the will to live, and I got so mad because I was like, "What about her fucking kids? She just had." Like, Think of all like a robot. Li- like what was that like? Animals? I do love that the robot. There's a nurse bot that it knows human emotion better than the Jedi's do. Like that scene would have worked so much better if she died, and the nurse bot was like, "I don't understand. Her vital signs are fine," and someone said. She just lost the will to live. And the robot's like, huh? And looks confused. But instead, and then melts. Yeah, and then melts out of the logic loop. Yeah, but shooting at sparks. It's just like the tears. Kobayashi or, Maru. Or if there's a later scene where you see the robot at home where like, the, the robot's like, I didn't have the heart to tell them I never passed my robotic <laughs> medical exam. I've been practicing without a robo license. <laughs> uh, lost the will to live. I guess that's really because they're bleeding all over the place. Is that really what? Man, 15 of your patients lost the will to live this week. <laughs> it's terrible. You got the worst luck, nurse bot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty bad, huh? Beep, beep, boop, boop. Oh, rats. <laughs> Now it's someone just pretending to be a robot? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No Java Wonga. Man, we could do that forever. Ah, Any occupation that you can rhyme things with. (laughs) Why don't you do it at home, listeners? Yeah, that's how you do the formation of the joke, right? Think up an inappropriate uh, occupation and then reverse engineer a title. Like, a, like, like penis gobbler. (laughs) That would be Mr. McGobbler's. No, that doesn't make sense. Mr. Minus Gobblers. Mr. 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 Mark gobbler. Knopfler's Penis Gobblers. <laughs> exactly. No, Which is a great album. You should buy it. Um, maybe for your, your dad for Christmas. Yeah, I think, it I think your good. dad yeah, the, enjoys the, the smooth sounds of Mark Knopfler. The, the Dire Straits album, Penis Gobblers. <laughs> oh, dear. We do have This was fun. supposed to be called I Still Want My MTV. Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> Who made this unauthorized title change? <laughs> Mr. Knopfler, I didn't. Well, we didn't expect you to come down here, sir. <laughs> We were just screwing around, but uh, uh, we were just fooling around with Photoshop, and well, actually, we accidentally hit save. And by then, the system was in charge. It was too late. He's a house cat. Who have so many movies about hitmen? Ju- and I, and you know, a good hitman story, I'm fine with. I don't care. When I was a kid, Boba Fett was my favorite Star Wars character. Whatever, sure. dude. But uh, when when but to ha- I don't know if he was out. I don't think he had like a hit out on Han Solo. I mean, he did. He was more of well, a bounty hunter. He was a bounty hunter, but he would kill. Yeah, I guess you have to assume he killed plenty. I mean, it is the Star Wars universe, so probably everyone shot at him first. But he did kill them. Right. Yeah. Then he got eaten by a giant anus in the ground. Yeah, but that in the books he's escaped from that, so it's okay. Yeah. Thanks, Timothy Zahn. That was that was the one moment in Return of the Jedi where it felt like David Cronenberg had started directing the film. <laughs> Wait, there's a giant anus that eats people in the middle of the desert? Just in the ground somewhere? <laughs> it, I, don't it, I, think it, I think it burps after eating both. Yes, Fett it does. Too, right? Which implies that it has a stomach and a side like a throat, everything. And it, and it has a sense of comic timing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing about that Sarlacc. It, also, it really knows when to... When to that's also, it also burps really fast, considering that it slowly digests over... over thousands of years. Yeah, exactly. Everything in, the, in Return of the Jedi burps after eating. Jabba the Head eats a frog, burps. That little thing that sticks out of the desert ground, zaps a bug with its tongue, burps. Oh, you're talking about Salacious Crumb. For yeah. Salacious Crumb doesn't burp. He would have used burp. the name. I Come on. on Thank you. This was the, uh, we were doing at work today. We were doing Jack Nicholson impressions Max of Rebo, Size Noodles. They're all, there. <laughs> they're all there. Rancor, probably. A man, a man, Yak Man. <laughs> the uh, they're all. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of the Rancor Keeper, but I forgot his name. They, they, Admiral we, Akbar, probably. <laughs> we were, I don't fucking care. We were doing we were doing uh, Jack Nicholson in other Maureen roles Gard. today. So it was like uh, Jack Nicholson in other things, and I. Uh, Chief Chirpa. And my, my contribution to that was Jack Nicholson as Bib Fortuna. Just <laughs> no Jabba Wonga, you know, that kind of thing. So. Sure. Hey, um. man, no j- <laughs> Jabba, Jabba no Bada. Yeah. <laughs> and again, my favorite thing, Return of the Jedi, they create Huddies as a language, and the Huddies phrase for Jedi mind trick is Jedi mind trick. <laughs> Huddies does not have a word for a mind or for trick. Look. The great... The great mobster race of the universe has no word for trick. I don't know. I mean, like, 
That makes sense to me. It's like it's like in France where they're like le blue jeans, you know. But blue jeans are an invention that was brought to them. It, it's not it's not a common everyday well, thing you like know, tricking. Like Jedi's stuff. are not common in the no. It's not Jedi culture. that I'm, and I have such an issue with. It's, it's mind trick. Oh, I see. So they've maybe never they, referred to their minds or tricking. Maybe they they say mind trick because they they give no credence to it. They think it's bullshit. They're trying to like lessen it in the mm-hmm. eyes of their race. Oh, maybe. Anyway, this is off topic, but <laughs> really? I'm just saying, a hitman hitman are just we so. We didn't watch Return of the Jedi tonight. <laughs> Here's my problem: the Ewoks are so technologically primitive. My how favorite. could they? The Zulu Wars show us that. What I don't understand Clearly is the how Ewoks are the Vietnamese. There's that one moment in that movie where the one Ewok... A, it was a war of attrition that took a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem with the Imperial Army. It's that one moment where the one Ewok looks to the other guy when uh, C-3PO says some bullshit. And the one Ewok looks to his friend and goes, that guy's wise. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, he just spoke English for a second. What's I don't, going on I don't remember that part. You need to watch it again, I promise. I usually right. stop watching Return of the Jedi after they get away from Java's palace. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> Wait, Keith? Keith Sutherland? Keith or Sutherland. Son of Don Al Sutherland. He's been a little typecast lately, ever since he was on that 24 Hours show. <laughs> Every, ever since he's been a successful actor on a successful television show, he's been typecast. Yeah, everybody, thinks, everybody thinks that he's always this like hard-nosed FBI agent guy who's only got 24 hours to live or something. <laughs> He's got to spend a lot of time talking on the phone. It'd be great if that was the premise, and then by the fourth season, it's like, you only have 24 hours to live. Again? It's like, Mr. President, I'm going to need the antidote right away. Nope, not till you fix the, finish the case. You can't do that this time, Keith Sutherland. <laughs> Wait, so his character is named <laughs> Keith Sutherland? It's yeah, a stretch. It's, it's, it's hard. Like, he doesn't, it's, it's acting, like, Dan. It's it like Jerry Seinfeld playing himself. Oh, man. <laughs> when, I, he, when he played Jeremy Seinfeld. <laughs> he's a house guy. So I was kind of hoping this would also follow the trend of having a great twist and being really gory and I awesome. Mean, it had a great twist. He's stuck in the mirror at the end. Wait, what? <laughs> he, he gets trapped in the mirror, and that's why the writing is backwards. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, that's why the writing was backwards? Yes, because he's trapped in the mirror. I thought, like, the rock hit him on the head and he was retarded or something. <laughs> no. That would be a very different understanding of the film. I was going to say, because that was really sad. How's <laughs> he like, going to support his family? It's like Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> I mean, it was better than, than normal in the movies we've seen. I mean, wait, like, compared to what? Like, compared to what are the... Mirrors? Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, that's fair. But that didn't make it good. But Mirrors had that great twist ending, so that <laughs> made it everything okay. What? <laughs> twist you know, ending where, at the end of Mirrors. You know, where he ends up stuck in the mirror world. Wait, what movie was this? <laughs> this is in Mirrors. What? It's Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> I want to, wait, in that movie? That happened? At the yes. end of that, he ends up in a mirror world. He's stuck in the mirror. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's the twist ending. Get out of here. That didn't happen. <laughs> Not like turning your car into like a flying dinosaur monster. It's No, they do briefly go into a mirror world Which where the Yahoo like sign in Times Square is backwards. Yeah. Wait, they, what? <laughs> Keeper Sutherland in the movie Mirrors. At the end of the movie, he goes into a mirror world. What, I, what are you talking about? No, no, he, you, he gets trapped in the mirror world. For real? Yeah. That's Just get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> He's a house cat. While she was filling out her form, a guy went, Excuse me, you were supposed to have a press pass for me? I'm from aquafan.blogspot.com. I guess an Aquaman fan site or something like that. And she goes, Oh, well, can you spell that out? We'll get the paperwork for you together. <laughs> so, not a high bar set for the press at Comic-Con. Uh, so... Everyone out there, go to aquafan.blogspot.com. I may have forgotten the URL. Let's see if that's a real URL here. Okay, let's see. Aquafan. Okay, it looks like aquafan.blogspot.com is underwater sex experience. Has anyone tried it yet? Uh, There's only one post here, guys, and it's just asking if anybody's had sex underwater and if it was awesome or something. Yeah, this is really weird. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Flophouse. Uh, I'm Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin, don't you know? 
So, guys, I don't know about you guys, but I had a really exciting weekend last weekend. I uh, oh, what happened? I, you know, I went up. I went upstate to a sculpture garden. Oh, that sounds cool. And I bought some new shoes in an outlet mall. Oh, nice. Nice. Do you got a good deal on those? Yeah, yeah. Just really exciting, Stuart. I bet you did something exciting. I had a lot of sex. Mm. That's always great. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. I was like, I was like spent, like totally. Wow. Like, yeah, it was cra- like I had to stop and drink some Gatorade in the middle. That's memorable. Yeah, but Ellie, don't worry about it. I think the things are going to work out for you at some point. Yeah, I didn't have such a great weekend. Just, just out of curiosity, what, uh, what did you do last weekend? Uh, I, not a lot. Danielle and I were out of town, just mm-hmm. kind of visiting friends. I uh, won the 2009 Emmy for best writing for a comedy musical or variety program, and then and what? I finished the I finished Alan Moore's Voice of the Fire. Gonna, I think we're going to take you back. That's pretty good. To before um, the Alan Moore thing, just like step back a little bit. Oh, you've read Voice of the Fire already? No, no. I, we'll we'll talk about that later. But the thing before that, what were you saying? Well, we were out of town. We were visiting some friends. No, but later than uh, that, people we knew from college, Danielle's sister uh-huh. and her boyfriend. Who's, who's um, Danielle again? Uh, my fiance. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I thought you were just mispronouncing Dan's name. No, no, Dan had his own. Uh, Dan had quite a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Out, he got the shoes. But no, I think that was went upstate. <laughs> in between, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, that you did. That I don't think. Like when I went, notable. we were out of town, visited some friends, won an Emmy. Okay, finished there, the Alan Moore book. Now that's where I'm going to stop. Came you. back into town because I think. It seems to me that winning an Emmy. Wait, what's an Emmy? Wait, would be considered uh, an a, Emmy. It, it's not an it's, Emmy. No, an Emmy. It's it's an award. It's the highest award in television. It's, okay. It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, Higher than know. a daytime Emmy. Uh, well, <laughs> they're the same award, but Higher for than different a arts different Emmy? levels of programming. Again, same award for different types of programming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mine mine happened to be a primetime Emmy, which means. Like, you know, we went on, Doogie Howser was the host, and we went on stage, and I was on television, and there's a picture of me and Hollywood Reporter with my boss, and, you know, talked to the press a little bit. You know, these things happen. It's work, you know. Another well, I day, guess another I'm dollar. Gonna, I guess I'm just going to throw out those <laughs> shoes, then. Yeah, wait. Shoes that I bought. No, those are good shoes. No, I want to hear about this story. No. So what, so no. what kind of, you said they were patent leather. What color are they, those shoes? So, Elliot, those I know these insoles. I notice that you're wearing your Emmy around your neck. Uh, yeah, it's a little heavy. And Flava Flav style. Yeah. Well, is I, that is that is that the world she's holding up? It, well, I think it represents an atom with electrons going around because television is the harnessing of the electron to see images. I mean, it was designed in the in the late forties, so you know it has those kinds of it's this kind so of. So she's art not deco like a weird like Atlas Atlas figure. No, no, and she's kind of like an she's angel not, with lightning like bolt wings giving, and those are sharp. Watch out, uh, holding the holding the atom out in the electron. It's it's a beautiful piece of work. Anyway, so these shoes. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <sighs> Probably wear them to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, next Elliot. year. Are the, are those... I mean, it's it's been kind of a humdrum summer for me. I got engaged. Then a couple months later, I won an Emmy. Stuart, you said you were doing it a lot. Yeah, I had a lot of sex. I shot, I shot an assault rifle. Got a tattoo. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. These shoes are just going lower and lower. On the... No, I mean, are, those, are they the ones you're wearing now? Those look nice. Yeah, I'm just going to throw these out. <laughs> He's a house cat. Oh, those are like the Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure. <laughs> that I don't. That that was like I think too new a movie to show on up all night. Should we just stick to uh, these <laughs> bad Great movies Bikini. and their recommendations for the week? <laughs> the Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure implies there's an, an, an adventure in the film. Yeah, it's a great movie, which there is of course none of. Yeah, but there's you know there's bikinis and there's topless chicks. That's true, and, and they do go off. There's like oh, quite there's a, a wise, there's some wise Native American dudes. <laughs> that is the trope of this one woman and it keeps losing her top, and then the wise Native American re- collects them and returns them. Yeah, Willie Tallsall. <laughs> That's the character's name. <laughs> I forgot that was his name. <laughs> Isn't there like a bikini traffic school? Pro- yes, I think I've never seen it, but I, at one I point I saw that one. I don't understand. I really that was one I didn't get because. It seemed like a traffic school in the sense that it was related somehow to city government. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a private organization, but it still had that plot where uh, land developers <laughs> wanted to take it over and they had to turn it into a bikini organization to save it. And there I'm was like, a t- this is not this is not a profit business doing a traffic school. You guys remember the great? It was like the stand up comedy boom of the eighties, the mm-hmm. bikini business boom when there were just bikini businesses springing up all over the country. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Bikini car washes, bikini bistros, bikini hotels, bikini airlines. Yeah. 
And there was also that boom in evil land developers. <laughs> Around the same time. Yeah, we were yeah. always trying to, like, shut mom-and-pop organizations or down. Or community centers. Yeah, sure. for some reason, the economy at that point just favored bikinis and evil land developers. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, despite, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, an adult. But still, if, like, one of those bikini movies comes on, like, I'll look around and actually kind of feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents might walk in and catch me. Yeah. And I've, I've seen actual pornography. Like, right. <laughs> And you You're don't ever man. feel – you don't care if your parents walk in and see you watching that. No, because, I mean, most of it's pornography featuring, like, dead bodies and stuff. So it's not <laughs> like it's real pornography. Even as a grown adult, uh, I also prefer – It's a crazy like, thing to say. <laughs> prefer like the silly um tna comedies to like other forms of like bad uh soft no well there's a there's a lightness to it because yeah well i mean as someone who grew up you know staying up secretly to watch whatever uh you you know like pornography yeah whatever (laughs) it wasn't charlie rose that you were staying up to see (laughs) someone who stayed up to see uh, live at the apollo sometimes i did stay up to see charlie (laughs) rose but so many of the like softcore erotic thrillers are about a guy out there who's killing strippers. Yeah, and that's not so and it's, fun. That's like unsexy on two levels. Number one, like, you know, strippers, it's fine. Like, it's good. I'm still seeing someone who's naked, but it's like the least sexy version of, of that because you're like, okay, well, I'm watching a movie about someone whose job is to take their clothes off. It's not like I'm seeing characters who I wouldn't normally see naked. Like, it's like, okay, these yeah. are characters who... This is their job to be naked, and then they get killed. Like that doesn't add any. I don't. So you're only- saying you wouldn't be turned on by a movie about naked cave women, <laughs> right? Because that's kind of their it's job. Their, to no, be it's naked, not right? their job to be naked. I mean, they, they don't really a, have a job. No, like they, they don't like put on like take a briefcase. There's a difference between unhappily being paid to take your clothes off and not yet having not knowledge of clothes. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that like. <laughs> Who would he be on Night Court? The bailiff? Not the bailiff. Yeah, he's not the Mac. Court. Yeah, yeah, Mac. That's who he'd be. Wait, would I get to be... No. You'd be, you'd be Harry, and I'd be John Larroquette, right? Yeah, of course. Jane Feeling, sure. Of that course. sounds awesome. Yeah. I'd be okay being Can we Mac. go do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll start up the holodeck. We can have our Night Court adventure. Can we do that? Wait, is what some, does that even is mean? Some dude with a Tommy gun gonna show up and just start it's a holodeck, yeah. A Tommy gun or you know, Sherlock Holmes or something. Well, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Adventure. Yeah. By the way, do, by the way, do not start up the holodeck because Moriarty is gonna figure out some way of getting you off the holodeck. Oh, becoming real and ruining everything. Oh man, <laughs> can we do that? What does it mean? I don't know what you're asking. Stuart wants someone to build us a night court set And we would get some old night court scripts I think And we would just live inside night court yeah, Sounds good Forever oh, That was good Oh man I needed that one yeah. So night court So, so to sum nice up night court This one's for you To sum up our new tagline is Kind of like night court Wish it was night court Yeah Anyway um, <laughs> Wait Do you do magic? <laughs> I don't, but I could learn it if it meant I could be Judge Harry. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I just too bad. I like uh, Mel Torme. Past, we could get him on the flop house. He just like Night Court. Oh yeah, because he was often on Night Court. <laughs> he guessed it a few times. Anyway, this one's called. Uh, this letter is called. I bet we could get Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> we probably could get a uh, what's her face. Uh, the, the Marky Post. Marky Post. You know, if we had a. We got a grand together. If we scraped a grand together, we could probably get Marky Post. Well, no, we'll but I want to pay for Cinderella to play at my uh, my thirtieth birthday. So <laughs> that's where my grand's going. <laughs> okay, he's a house cat. Was your reaction to the fact that uh, all the angels could get easily mowed down by machine guns in the Legion uh, trailer yeah. and indeed the Legion film? They are the weakest, most unintimidating angels and it mainly one of us would interview the other about how to kill angels 
if these angels are so weak, I mean, they got to be really smart or something, right? No, they're actually dumber than normal people. <laughs> okay. Are they really tall? Are they, like, superhumanly tall? The average height is about 5'3". Do they have claws on their hands no, instead of regular fingers? they're actually missing some fingers. <laughs> okay, can they, like, breathe fire or shoot lasers out of their they eyes? They have <laughs> asthma and poor eyesight. <laughs> and so on and, and so, so on. forth. <laughs> like, yeah, but you could probably stop them. You need, like, a magic bullet or something, right? No, no, no. Regular bullets. That does the job. Regular bullets actually cause more damage to them than if they were actual humans. <laughs> but they're super strong, right? Uh, no, the gravity of Earth is much higher than in heaven, so they're weaker than, I don't know, a 14-year-old child. Oh, okay, I get But, like, they can jump really high. No, once again, they, they, they gave up their wings, and they've never had to use their legs, so they're not very good at jumping. I mean, and this was the joke, having not seen the film, but having seen the film, it's pretty accurate. So accurate. It's like... An army of angels is going to attack us. They're just going to, but they're basically zombies. So we'll just mow them down as they bump into yeah, things. Wave after wave it's of angels only... from heaven <laughs> being killed by God. And it's not then, just that they're, that they're zombies, because zombies would continue to go toward the heroes, but yeah. most of them stand at the edge of vision to be shot at and uh, make pretty good targets. And the for zombie would have to at least hit their brain, whereas with, the, with these guys. You can be a glancing blow. Maybe they just heard a gun go off and, oh, and, by, and they die. Oh, and by the way, these, these angels somehow cannot breach the perimeter of a diner, of a desert diner. They yeah. can't come in through the um, – The back door? The, the doors. That, no, they put they put a table in front of that door. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sturdy table. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's a diner-level table. <laughs> That's old-time craft. And windows that aren't boarded up or covered. Yeah. I mean, they're made out of glass with the blinds drawn. Nice. It was through the porthole of time. <laughs> through the porthole of time. Not the portal of time. The porthole of time. They're in the a, time boat. They're on a, yeah, they're on a cruise. <laughs> the cruise that goes around the Caribbean and through time. <laughs> well, only if you go out through the porthole. All you right. Stay on the boat. Uh, the captain asked me to give you a quick word of advice about your cabin. You are the one cabin that has the porthole of time. Please don't go through it. <laughs> Because you'll end up in time. Captain, that's just. Uh, that's all, otherwise, enjoy it. We've got the spa on deck two. Shuffle. You know what? Here's two. Again, free, here's two free spa coupons. Just don't open the porthole of time, please. I cannot emphasize this enough. Do not go through the porthole of time. <laughs> let me just tell you that again. I don't know why you'd go through a porthole at all. There's so much to do on the ship. I don't know why you'd try to leave it, but just this buffets, particular they porthole. Buffets on the ship. Midnight buffet every night. And you don't have to and stay up late because it starts at eleven. If you do happen to fall, <laughs> put out the kids the to bed. Of time. Do put not the kids step on a butterfly. Please do not drop any shuffleboard <laughs> equipment in the. Uh, that might crush a butterfly. It would change the history. Um, Let me just tell you this: your buffets. Don't mess with the portholes in general. <laughs> time or not, you know, I'll make an announcement <laughs> to the whole ship. Just stay away from the portholes. Don't open them. Don't worry about it. Listen, we've got a whole mall. On the ship, there's a pool. Again, why are you Why are you investigating the windows? Again with the portholes. Don't you worried about the breeze? It's air conditioned. Yeah. Just turn up the thermostat or down in the cabin. Yeah. Anyway, so see you tonight <laughs> at the uh, karaoke dinner. <laughs> on the Lido like, deck. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, the I Jared am Lido deck. again the purser. <laughs> Uh, the bosun uh, recommends the veal. You'll find him in the foxhole <laughs> on uh, the poop deck. A stern. Don't, don't, and don't go up in the crow's nest. <laughs> Stay out of the rigging. <laughs> if you need to uh, go ashore, the coxswain will... Uh, <laughs> We're on a boat. You don't have a lot of time. You tend to shorten words. <laughs> So we even the port all the time. We call it the port time. Just so if you could just stay away from the port time, that would be wonderful. Well, on that note, what no the soap. Fuck are you talking about? I'll well, I'll talk. We'll get there. Should be soap in the bathroom. If there's not, I'll get it for you now. Towel? No towels are in the closet right here. You'll okay. Great. The soap. I don't know why that is. I'll check it. Well, people tend to stay out of this cabin. We try not to book it because again, the poor hole of time. So uh, maybe they just didn't refill the bathroom last time because there was no one staying in this cabin on the ship. Um. <laughs> then I'll get it for you. 
Well, now that that thank you. Oh, very generous, sir. Thank you. That's I mean, again, not necessary, but very much appreciated. Now that that bit of theater is over, <laughs> that was um, a tip at the end. Yeah, I understand. Um, we're gonna that's go back my, in and do the. Uh, that's from my one-man show, Poor Hole of Time. We're gonna do the sound effect. Go back in and put the sound effects in yeah. afterwards. Right? <laughs> you can. You can just. Go let's, back and edit loop, loop those. those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be great. Layer it. Uh, okay. Layers. Put layers <laughs> in there. Stereo. <laughs> Multi-track. I'll split. I'll put one on the on the on the left channel, one on the right channel. I That'd like be it. great. So it's like it's going through your head. Mm-hmm. And then I'll switch them. It's how humans hear things. <laughs> Two ears. <laughs> He's a house cat. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. <laughs> Wait, what was your name? I'm Dan McCoy. Oh, and I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. Stuart's uh, growling like a cat <laughs> yeah. for some reason. I, I thought you were going to like that sound effect. That's why I did it. <laughs> what I like about it is it doesn't, it doesn't even sound like a big cat. It sounds like a house cat. It's not like you're a lion or a panther or something. Yeah, well, that's the why it's the flop house. It's the house cat. Mm. So anytime uh, the listeners at home hear, they know uh, that's a uh, Flophouse trademark moment. So that's our new mascot, the Flophouse house cat. Yeah, the right. house cat. So when will you drop in that kind of sound effect, though? Like, you know, what situation would You know, when, when Elliot drops one of his uh, trademark... Uh, zingers. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, like a, it's like a knowledge-based zinger, though. Oh, okay. And Dan, and Dan does one of his, like, oh, hum. Oh, hum. Yeah, <laughs> something like one of his, like, oh, gosh darn. Sure. Oh, the misery of life. Yep, one and of then those. I would, and then I would go, Row! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so, Flophouse listeners, if you want to visualize what Stuart the Flophouse house cat looks like, <laughs> go for it. Row! Let's move on okay, to what's next? Uh, recommendations. Movies that you uh, may have seen recently, but not if you have Can we recommend had time. movies we haven't seen? Yes. Uh, In which case, I'd like to recommend it's called Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow. (laughs) It's a movie that doesn't exist, and I'm making it up as I go along. (laughs) It involves a crocodile astronaut. He accidentally falls through a time machine warp and becomes a rock star in the world of the future, which also has dinosaurs. I don't know how I'm going to link to that on the website. Oh, yeah. Usually I link to And Gina Gershon is nude in, like, every scene. Okay. Sure. So, like, any Gina Gershon role. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, also, Carla Gugino is nude in every scene. Like half of her roles. <laughs> um, Rocket Crocodile is fully clothed. Do so they have speaking roles or are they just naked in the background? I mean, there's a little bit of that. Okay. There's a little bit of speaking, you know. Okay. Yeah, just to make it not exploitative. And to set up the nudity, like, exactly. oh man, it's so hot in here. Or, I'm going to take a shower now, but I'll just stand around first. Or, <laughs> who put all these ants in my clothing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would love they to just, see that excuse. So, Rocket they, Crocodile. They run into I haven't the room. seen it yet, but you know, keep your eyes peeled at the cinema. I'm giving it five out of five amazings. Okay. So go to Netflix. There's a lot of put scenes. Save. Go to uh, put save, and, and so that it goes in your queue. Whatever the whatever movie comes up on the autofill, just take it. Closest to Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow. Probably is Doll Man. Soundtrack by they by uh, Talking Heads. They got back together to do the soundtrack. Wow. And Danzig, you got them together. That's Glenn amazing. Danzig and David Byrne finally working together. I'm well. I'm a, I'm amazed that Rocket Crocodile uh, solved the Byrne Weymouth rift that has kept uh, Talking Heads from re. re- oh yeah, well, it's years. the world of tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your that's your recommendation, Elliot. He has to he has to stop the clothing bandit who's stealing clothing from all the beautiful women in the world. Right. I think I've seen this movie <laughs> in my dreams. You're thinking of the Devil Wears Nada. Oh, okay. Which you should also watch instead of Devil. I thought I was thinking of The Invisible Maniac again. (laughs) (laughs) You have like three movies that you recommend in rotation. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but he kills a guy with a submarine sandwich. (laughs) You mentioned it many times. He's a house cat. I don't think I've ever recommended this before, but I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend it, and if I've already recommended it, you should watch it again. Uh, It's a movie called Head of the Family. Uh, I don't know how you would be able to find this movie because I don't believe it's on um, DVD, which I think stands for Digital Video Disc. Or Versatile. Yeah, that. Um, You might be able to find it on VHS. Uh, It's basically a movie about a a small-town shyster 
and his uh, and his kind of slutty girlfriend who try and pull a fast one on a local family that live kind of in exclusion. They're known for being uh, quite wealthy. And it's like you're telling it. There are, it's like this is a library story time. Sure, they're they're a they're a family of oddities. I believe they might have some kind of ties to mad science, perhaps. Um, and the 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 family is uh, consists of uh, you know, three brothers and a sister, um, and each of them has their own special powers. You have one brother who can see and hear really well. You have one brother who's incredibly strong, but he's very stupid. You have uh, a sister who's incredibly beautiful, but she's not very bright. And then Wait, finally, the, 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 those two are kind of like each other. Yeah, well, they're similar. Uh, I mean, they are related, for God's sake. So. Okay. Okay. And then they're all they're all held together by the head of the family, who is this giant head with a tiny little body, who uh, is super smart because he's a giant head, and he can control uh, his brothers and his siblings tele- telepathically. So this small town shyster tries to pull a fast one on them, and of course, gets burned in the process. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should classify it as like a horror movie or a thriller. It's just very strange. Is it a yeah, kind of. Part of why you should watch it is there is a fair amount of nudity. Um, <laughs> okay. Jack- Jacqueline Lavelle from the Femalian series is in it, and uh, she's just very good at acting, even when completely naked and tied to a stake that's on fire. I think that's and I can't spe- say that the special skills on her headshot. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't say that about a lot of actresses. No. <laughs> Hey, can I throw something else in there? Sure. I want to recommend The Invisible Maniac. About, oh, yeah. About a high school teacher who turns himself invisible just to, uh, you know, spy on and potentially rape women. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's at like one a better point, version of, of The Hollow Man. And then at one point, he chokes a student to death with a submarine sandwich. <laughs> Pretty it's good. A, it's a good movie. All right. He uh, does that, but does it have a talking monkey in it? Because Nuki does. Uh, the invisible maniac jumps on somebody's head and smushes it. <laughs> mm. Just smushes it? Yeah, the, the person's head smushes, like it splatters. <laughs> wow. Apparently, when you become invisible, you also become ridiculously dense. Interesting. <laughs> and then when, oh, and then when you become visible again, uh, if you die, you become visible again in the mythos of the invisible maniac. That doesn't make it. Oh, well, that's what happens in the regular The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to recommend, Elliot? The Invisible Maniac. Oh yeah, I recommend another horror movie that's totally scarifying really uh, about <laughs> a, a high school science teacher to see naked ladies. A high school science teacher, scary who naked ladies, somehow manages to make himself invisible, and then he goes about killing a whole bunch of high school students, including a couple of topless chicks. Yes, Dan. A couple, like. <laughs> <laughs> And in the in the process, he's mainly he, using his invisible powers to see naked teenage girls. In in the process, he does some scary things, like he chokes somebody to death with a submarine sandwich, and another guy <laughs> sounds he, frightening. Another guy he knocks over and then jumps on their head, which explodes like a pumpkin. Yeah, so uh, totally terrifying. Directed by the same guy who directed the hazing. Really? Uh, yeah, R- Rolf Kaminsky. Man, that guy, nothing but oh, hits. Rolf the dog. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Rolf. Ro- the the. Uh, the Muppet. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, let's do that take again. I believe his uh, his ancestor was Rolf Gang Amadogus. <laughs> <laughs> it is a storied lineage. <laughs> okay, guys, I uh, I'm all prepped, so so go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm Let me guess. Go. Let me guess. Go. Is it's, it about a maniac that's invisible? <laughs> it's a movie called The Invisible Maniac. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Is that the only movie you watch? <laughs> yeah, I watched it the other day. That's not true. I don't own it anymore. Um, more. Yeah, I court, don't have a VHS player. The court the forcibly anymore. removed it from him <laughs> for his own good. So it's called The Invisible Maniac. Guy goes invisible, kills a bunch of people, kills a person with a submarine sandwich, <laughs> stomps on a guy's head and it explodes. Does anyone I mean, rip think, off his own Dean this? Or is that just a castle for You're thing? ignoring the... the God, he, said, he said be quick about recommendations. Why, why are you slowing me down? I mean, there's a lot of murder, but you're also ignoring the fact that the invisible maniac mainly becomes invisible to spy on naked women. Well, of course, I that's mean, the part that Dan would latch yeah, on to. That's primarily the thing about the movie. 
Well, I mean, I like the submarine sandwich murder. Okay. It's a real slice of life caper. So there you go, unless Stuart wants to come up with a non With a real recommendation. Uh, recommendation. That's what I want to recommend this week. (laughs) I figure if I repeat some of my recommendations, people are going to check them out and be excited. Sure. Uh, I mean, certainly they'll be looking forward to that submarine sandwich scene. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, I like helping people out. It's <laughs> kind of You're what I do. You know? You're a real public servant, yeah. Yeah. In the cause of Castle Freak and Invisible Maniac. Well, it makes people happy, you know? All right, guys. Well, uh. <laughs> Where there's a ding dong being ripped off, I'll be there. Where there's a submarine sandwich killing a guy, I'll be there. <laughs> well, the sandwich doesn't kill the guy. The guy it's a weapon. You don't blame the gun for shooting somebody. Normally, at this point in the podcast, I recommend Invisible Maniac or Castle Freak. Uh-huh. And this will be no exception. And I, w- <laughs> and I was thinking back to another movie that I've recommended multiple times. Uh, Head of the Family. Head of the Family. <laughs> I'm starting to think you've only seen three movies. <laughs> but I want to recommend – this is an actual genuine recommendation, but – when I think of Head of the Family, I think of the time that I first saw it, and at the same the same weekend, I also watched uh, Motel Hell, mm. which was not great. With Rory Calhoun, yeah, but uh, there were some okay bits. I did like the the bit where the uh, people were buried up to their necks. Uh, one good. of them uh, was uh, John Ratzenberger from TV's Cheers. Yeah, so if you want to relive the experience Stewart had when he was in high school. <laughs> Where the first weekend he saw Head of the Family, he watched that, and uh, I think the original Night of the Living Dead. No, 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 Return of the Living Dead and Motel Hell in a back-to-back uh, three-show. That's what they call it. Three-peat. A three-show. Uh, so you should do that. That's my recommendation. Watch those three movies so you can relive the Stuart Wellington high school experience. I'm going to take the ball on this one, dude. Okay, ball's in your court. Okay. Run with it. Run so with it. Drive movie. down the court. I think you guys all know that I like movies. Dominate the paint. Okay. Yeah. So, mm, how, sound like you. Let me describe a movie to you and tell uh, you tell me if it sounds awesome. Okay. This better not be one of the three there, movies you described. There's a teacher, many times. okay? And this teacher turns himself invisible. <laughs> oh, and it drives him crazy. He kills a guy with a submarine sandwich. <laughs> he jumps on a guy's head and smashes it. Would it's you a call movie this called guy a maniac. <laughs> What, some kind of non-visible maniac? <laughs> it's actually called the invisible maniac. It's called the unseeable crazy guy? <laughs> I don't think that encapsulates what the movie's about, because he's also a teacher. <laughs> Wait, how's so that? How, how so if you just said crazy guy, like, maniac makes him sound more like a teacher. No, it doesn't. And then he shoots this other invisible makes him guy sound with like a, a shotgun mansion. at the end. Wait, what? Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. You know you're going to see another invisible guy get killed when you go see the invisible maniac. So... Invisible Maniac. So that's your that's your recommendation. Uh, or I don't know, go fucking watch Circuitry Man or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> so you're so, burning well. So your recommendation is Invisible Maniac, one of your old standbys, or Circuitry Man or some shit. Just right. random movies coming out of Stewart. I'll recommend. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I was struggling. I with- feel like Stewart just looks through the TV guide beforehand and goes, "I'll just say Invisible Maniac and then a bunch of these." Uh, okay, I'll, run a, I'll recommend a movie I saw a long time ago that's really good uh, called Castle Freak, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Stuart Gordon. It's really awesome because this family moves into an Italian castle that they, uh, that they happen to um, inherit. And little do they know that there's this crazy misshapen freak, a castle freak, living in the basement who flips out, kills a bunch of people. I think he bites a prostitute's boob off. And then I think he even rips off his own ding-dong in a rage. Uh, totally awesome movie. <laughs> so, sounds like an fantastic. X-rated end of Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> so you, Very similar, yeah. So that's that's released by Kino, I assume? <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's... Nope, Full Moon Pictures. Oh, okay. <laughs> close. <laughs> Very close. So I got two recommendations tonight, guys. Uh, the first one is a movie called Castle Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess the other one. Does it have an invisible maniac in it? <laughs> no. 
First off, Castle Freak, go watch it. It's got a. How many times have you recommended Castle Freak? It's got, a, it's got a Castle Freak in it. Well, Freak, come it's a about castle. A fa- it's about a family who inherits a castle. Guess what? Guess what that castle has inside it, Dan? A, a freak? How'd you yes. guess? It's in the title, I know. It's great. A dude rips off his own ding dong. It's awesome. Uh, the second movie I liked. Like, Stuart looks more in a movie. Stuart somehow made it just to find something new to say about Castle Freak over and over again. Oh man! So the second movie I'd like to recommend is uh, a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What? No, all right. Uh, it is a. I can't veto your recommendations. I guess. It is a movie where these uh, aliens who look like clowns come and murder people. The Chiodo brothers. Yep, Chiodo brothers. Does anyone rip their ding-dong off? Nobody rips off any ding-dongs. But there are killer clowns in it. Yep. And they spell clowns with a K. Space, comma, killer clowns from outer. Yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm going to recommend – you know what? I'm going to recommend the movie Gun Crazy to balance out those two recommendations, <laughs> which is a very good crime movie from the 40s. Yeah, that is a very good movie. It's really good about a doomed relationship. But are Bonnie and Clyde clowns? owes a lot to it. There are no killer clowns and no one's ding-dong is ripped off. <laughs> but Gun Crazy is what I'll recommend. Right. And Castle Freak. <laughs> Hi, guys. I feel like we have to do a flop house about Castle Freaks at one of these days. Well, I would love to give it another view. <laughs> I think we should sign off so we can turn the air conditioner back on. If you freak one castle this summer. <laughs> castle Freak 3D, starring Keanu Reeves and Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> which is the castle, which is the freak. It'll be awesome. We should speedily uh, give our recommendations for movies that we uh, actually like and And think people should go out and watch. Go watch them now. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to recommend a little movie called Castle Freak. <laughs> no, no, I don't like it. No. I know. You uh, hey, it's a great it, movie. Does it have a scene where a guy rips his own ding dong? Well, he's a freak, so you, it's cool. But he just rips it right off. Like, it was there for a second, then all of a sudden it's gone. Ripped off. Okay, Dan, your, your turn. Uh, I, watched... I think that brings it up to 99 Castle Freak recommendations. At 100, you get a free Castle Freak. I watched a movie. Home. And I can rip off his ding dong too. <laughs> I am going to recommend a little movie called Castle Free. What? Whoa! <laughs> directed, by, uh, directed by Stuart Gordon. <laughs> you know what, Stuart? When I said same movie, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that Castle Free, uh, after Classic its Blu ray release, has gotten much more attention. Uh, and also, possibly the street level support from yours truly. Uh, Castle Freak has started to get a little more attention, but I recommend that you guys either go buy the Blu-ray <laughs> okay. or uh, I do like write your congressman to maybe make bit. full moon <laughs> streaming available <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> 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 to proclaim it National Castle Freak Day. Uh, so I, li- yeah. I like that. Uh, I think it's on the Wikipedia entry for Castle Freak that says, see also Head of the Family, Invisible Maniac. <laughs> Movies that are not related to it at all, except mm, through Stewart. Quality sometimes. <laughs> They're related because they're both uh, Oscar winners, I'm assuming? Uh, no. <laughs> so, Stuart, what movie are you really recommend? I was going to recommend Castle Freak. Oh, okay. What are you going to recommend? Should you want to go first or should I go first? I can't think of anything to recommend. Real You? Mr. Recommendation? Mr. Hollywood? Mr. I'm going to recommend Castle Freak for the eighth time. <laughs> yeah, actually, while I'm at it. Mr. Hey. Head of the Family. <laughs> Mr. <Yeah>. Invisible Maniac. <laughs> hey, folks out there in uh, La La Land, why don't you go to your local Just video store? Angeles specifically. <laughs> go to your local video store. No Netflix uh, allowed. Go to the... Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Go to the horror slash comedy department. <laughs> Not even a section, but a department. We had to hire another assistant manager just to cover the horror comedies. Just, just to see, just cover the go frighteners. Down to, go down, to, go down to aisle H, and and pick up head Where of the family. Row C. Head of the family is a great movie about a you dude. You recommended this before. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the thing, because I was recommending something I already recommended. 
It's right next to Castle for you. <laughs> not, if it, not if it's row H. <laughs> so you, you snatch this up is that a video. This is a video store which has is a whole... Is this my recommendation? <laughs> it has a whole department for horror comedies, but none with that start with titles with the letters D, E, F, or G. <laughs> what store is this? <laughs> this is uh, that video store down he's, over there. He's dismantled your logic. <laughs> So you snatch up that head of the family, you go upstairs to the rental uh, rental desk. You get so they that, have a whole floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait in line behind the lady who's running Bicentennial Man. Okay. <laughs> when she's done, when she's gone, then you pay your dollar fifty to take the VHS cassette of Head of the Family home, so you can pop it into your player and have a nice uh, night. Maybe pop some uh, Redenbachers, some Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Both so, of those? Both at the do, same time. Do a taste comparison. <laughs> <gonna be> so- <laughs> Make a night of it. May watch a movie, do a popcorn taste test. There's gonna be somewhere uh, there's gonna be someone somewhere out there who's listening to this on their iPod and they're doing exactly what you're saying, which is so ridiculously specific <laughs> that it's gonna seem like you're talking to them and them alone, Stuart. Yeah, That's yep. the beauty of this. That's how podcasts work. Yeah. Sensual. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your attention, please? This is the captain speaking. Can somebody tell that house cat to stop partying? Uh-oh. An ancient prophecy speaks of a mighty house cat rising from a blood-red sea. Some say he was born in a puddle of toxic waste. Some say he's the son of the devil himself. He hangs out with the flop house guys. He's a house cat. Did you did you did you know about the house cat? That house cat is a badass. He's a house cat. No nerds allowed, not when the house cat's in town. Did you know about the house cat? Excuse me, doctor, but the diagnosis for that house cat is radical. Well, of course, he's 10 feet tall. He's covered in silky white-black fur. He only wears his baseball cap on backwards. He's incredibly wealthy. Sunglasses? A necessity. Sometimes he wears overalls. He doesn't smoke cigarettes because they're bad for your health. His favorite instrument? The guitar. Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite movie? Road to Perdition. Favorite book? Tuck Everlasting. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? That house cat does not play by the rules. He's a house cat. It's been four days since we went out into the bush and that flop house cat is going completely feral. Uh Uh-oh. He's wearing his overalls, picking up things, eating some food, drinking some brews, knocking over nerds. Breaking the rules, ruining weddings, and breaking up rules. No way, two babes at once? I've been with too many humans, zeros. Time to get with a house cat hero. No, 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 no. Leave the sunglasses on. We sure hope you haven't been declawed. Funky house cat. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? Who gave that cat those clothes? He's a house cat. Mr. President, have you ever heard of a house cat? He's so powerful. Oh, I don't know what's going on here, officer. That house cat should be in class, but instead he stole my girlfriend. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? Where'd he come from? That's the thing nobody knows. He's a house cat. You're gonna have to hand in your badge and gun unless you can turn in this house cat that's been terrorizing the town. Uh-oh. And the award for baddest dude goes to uh, the house cat, of course.
Ro-ro!